Socially Good Media presents The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert, who along with members of the team from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup, will be shining a light on the latest and the greatest in media communications. Welcome along to The Socially Good Podcast. Our guest today is Paul Longley. Paul is one of the founding members of the whole branch of the Men's Mental Health Support Group and his man club. Paul and I discuss his journey from production manager and rugby coach to mental health champion. We also discuss the Andy's Man Club identity, the importance of getting together with other people in the flesh to share experiences, and how to leverage social media as a tool for positivity. We also discuss how whilst it is important to talk about mental health, it is equally significant that we listen. We recorded our discussion in Hull, where Paul tells me is one of the UK's most prevalent places to live when it comes to ill mental health. Fortunately though, Andy's Man Club, the NHS and other partners are working together to help us help each other. To kick off our discussion, Paul tells us his own personal story of how he was taken to a very dark place on his path towards what you could say is his purpose. I was doing a boxing tournament um, for charity and I'd just finished training with my brother Leon and a guy called Dale and I was going back to my car and it was probably at my lowest and there was a lorry coming and I was going to do it. The only reason I didn't do it was because my brother was stood next to me and for that split second I thought I couldn't do it to him uh, but that's all it takes is a split second. That's when I really knew that I needed some support and like I say, once I'd opened up a, a barbecue, there was about 24 rugby lads there. So they're all big, tough. We've all boxed. We've all played rugby. Um, I couldn't believe how much support I got from my family, my friends. And out of them 24 guys, um, four of them, four others were suffering but never said anything. So we always say, I think there's about 265,000 people who live in Hull and one in four suffer. So that means about 60,000 people in Hull. So men, women... We get 60 guys through the door and his man club every Monday night, so the tip of the iceberg. Um, so there's thousands out there suffering. But hopefully we're breaking the stigma and guys are starting to talk. I went to a a Christmas party on Friday night because some guys had raised some money during it for Andy's man club. It was Queens, just across the road from the studio. And three guys approached me there Um just to talk about how they'd suffered. And it's because I've done Andy's Man Club. My, my career, um, I've just been made redundant after 31 years. But the company I was at wasn't very forward-thinking in mental health. I go around in my spare time talking to companies and talking about Andy's Man Club, talking about mental health. And I offered to do a talk at the company that I worked. And... We do it for free. I didn't even get a reply. I didn't even get a reply off the email. So companies need to take responsibility for the staff's mental well-being. And we spend money on health and safety, but how much do we spend on health? Um, You always go on these health and safety meetings and it's watch that electric cable, watch that forklift. We don't talk about health. Um, we, We... spend 99% talking about safety mm. and we're going to change that stigma and we're going to change companies thoughts and I think companies are they're getting on board with mental health first aid training 
but I think we've got a massive amount to go. Mm-hmm. We've covered a lot there in a short period of time in this discussion as well. Um, I'm just going to bring it back to to yourself, if, yeah. if I may, and your own personal journey on that. So when you were having this particularly dark period of time, that's pre-Andy's Man Club, is that? Pre-Andy's Man Club, yeah. You saw the value in that support network that you had amongst your friends and, and sporting um, colleagues and so on like that as well. How much of that was a personal journey for you? And did you have any idea of what you were getting yourself into? <laughs> Leon had helped me pre Andy's Man Club um, with personal development and he was probably one of the earliest people I spoke to regarding my mental ill health and because he's a good lad he was helping me pre so when he asked me about Andy's Man Club because he'd helped me yes if he'd have asked me to do anything I would have said yes to Leon I didn't really know what I was getting myself into (laughs) us six lads who started Andy's Man Club in Hull we went to a pub and Leon asked us these questions and we all answered. And then we said, but what does Andy's Man Club do? He said, we've just done it. And in that, with the six guys, we did have tears, we did have laughter. And that's what Andy's Man Club has on a Monday night. We have tears, we have laughter, we have massive shares. And what I like about Andy's Man Club, especially now, is people trust us that they can come into them four walls and open up and talk about anything. You can be a company director, you can be out of work. It's non-judgmental. Whatever is said in them room stays there. And I think more and more people are opening up with bigger and bigger shares in there because they know that it doesn't go out them four walls. And we listen. And I think that's a massive statement that we don't have mobile phones. People have a ball and they can have a talk. And if they don't want to talk, they just pass the ball on. It's their choice. And we have a lot of people who come, a lot of guys come, They say, it's my first week, I don't want to talk. I just want to listen. That is totally fine. But you find when they realise there's another guy with the same issue as them, when the ball comes round to them for the second time, they start opening up. So it's took them three minutes to say, I'm not talking to talk. And it's, it's, it's great to see people's journeys and men's journeys who's been coming six, seven, eight weeks. It's brilliant. Mm. I think as an observer on this as well, I mean... Mental health as a as a topic has been something that's becoming to the to the forefront over the past ten years in quite a big way. I feel, but in terms of the kind of areas where we needed the most development, men's mental health is clearly being one of the underdeveloped areas and under discussed areas. And people have been trying to crack this for quite a long time. And I think it's really interesting to see what Andy's Man Club has achieved. And I think a part of it is the kindred spirit and and the whole kind of motivation behind it which you've described but I think also the fact it's been given a brand and an identity as well rather than just you weren't just six guys meeting in the pub and talking about what's going on in your lives and going on in your head it was had an identity and a background story could you tell us a little bit about that yeah um when Leon and I started Andy's Man Club Hall we decided to run it as a business we're all voluntary um every penny that's raised for Andy's Man Club goes to opening the next club which we're opening two clubs in the new year but, like you said, we do brand it, we do do videos on a Monday night, we do do videos on a Sunday because we know that guys watch them videos, they watch them on a Sunday, every Sunday, because guys have come into Andy's Man Club on a Monday night and said, I've been watching your videos for six months, but I haven't had the courage to come through the door. So we try and be consistent. It's It doesn't happen by accident, we always say that, it doesn't happen by accident, we do brand Andy's Man Club all. We do do videos every week because it's like a channel. We might say the same thing and we try and create humour in there. It's 
we don't just do videos for the sake of doing the videos and um, they have a message even the other night i did a video of walking in as a new person because guys have anxiety of walking into andy's man club what will i walk into so i did it so they actually had an insight in what would be happening and we got an extra three guys who said i came because i knew what i was coming into and we always say we're there for that next man we get 70 guys every week but we concentrate on that next new guy the week after because that's what we're there for. We're there for that next one guy, even though we help all the ones that are already there. This week, Andy's Man Club got 715 guys through the doors around the UK. Oh, wow. That's 715 guys that are talking, 715 guys that are listening, and 715 guys going home to their families and being there for Christmas. So it's a vital message. Next Monday is our last... Andy's Man Club for the year and we'll probably ask the guys for a uh, what does Andy's Man Club mean to you what you had out of Andy's Man Club this year what you're taking out of Andy's Man Club this year and a lot of the messages we got last year was well if Andy's Man Club weren't here neither would I oh, wow. and that gives you the motivation to open them doors every Monday night even when you've had a long day at work and you, you're coming home putting your Andy's Man Club gear on going straight out again till 9, 10 o'clock on a night when you hear a guy say, well, if you want here, neither would I. Who cares about sleep? Hmm. Who cares about sleep? We'll just go on. It's Monday hmm. night. and Well, I'm sure you wouldn't be advocating not looking after your own mental health. Say. We always say, we always say um, you have to put your own mask on first. And we have 11 facilitators at Andy's Man Club that have always, they've all gone through their own journeys themselves, including myself. And we have a huddle at quarter to seven before we start and we always ask every single one of us are you all right to facilitate tonight because if you're not you go in the group like everybody else we use the group like everybody else but if you don't want to facilitate if you're not up to it there's no pressure whatsoever because if you're not feeling right yourself and you're not 100 percent um you can't help others and that's what we talk about putting your own mask on first mm-hmm. and andy's man club's been great for me personally I'm doing a podcast today that a year and a half ago, I wanted to sit in a dark room on my own. I didn't want to talk to my family. I didn't want to talk to my friends. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to be left alone. I wanted doctors to come away and take me away and just leave me. But now I've, we're doing our own pig wrestling podcast. I'm on your podcast now. So and it all started for Andy's Man Club, really. Mm. It's given us the foundation to go out and talk. I'm doing radio and stuff like that. It's been brilliant. Mm. I guess it is always an opportunity to stretch yourself outside of your comfort zone and find yourself in, in new tangents. But yeah, I get if, if you were speaking to you 18 months ago, you'd have been... Nah, nah, I wouldn't have been through that door. So, yeah. So, uh, and I think that's what makes it powerful. I think that's why you're such a strong advocate, Paul, because you've lived it, you've breathed it, it's realistic and really have this real sense of community around it. And it feels like there's something special that happens by... Being in the room and being there together. I know you you, you leverage social media to to kind of show what it's like behind the scenes and maintain that contact as well, but it must must mean that you have to be there in the flesh. Is that what the power lies? Yeah, on a Monday night, I was sat sat next to a new guy um, on Monday night and he said he'd been watching the videos and seeing us on social media. And the great thing now, doctors are referring patients to Andy's Man Club um, to come and talk and... I think talking's better than, um, we don't talk about medication, but talking's a massive f- 
fantastic medicine. And there was a guy I was sat next to on Monday night and he opened up. And before he came in, he, like I said earlier, he didn't want to talk, but he talked and he shared and we all listened to him and the new guys, we clapped him because he'd opened up for the first time and now he's on the messenger page because we have a messenger page that if any guys want to chat during the week, they can do to each other. Or if a lad's feeling a bit low, some will reach out to him and have a chat or meet up for coffees if they've got time. And it, it's just fantastic that he put on the messenger page the next day how uplifted he feels after turning up. It's the best he's felt in weeks. And we had new guys turn up this Monday from, from previous week who said it's the best week they've had in months. And they don't know why. It was just a case of offloading. And one guy said, I haven't spoke to my wife as much for years. And he said, it's just through Andy's Man Club. And we don't do nothing special. We're not... We're not professionals, but we're just... I think peer-to-peer support is fantastic because mm. I, I, we had a guy before who struggled with alcohol and there's a guy who's been through a massive journey and he's absolutely brilliant, mm-hmm. but he's a year down the line. So we put them together. What did you do? What what things did you do to help yourself? Because at the end of the day, Andy's Man Clubs will be, will be there, but you've got to want to do it. You've, we're just supporting you. You've got to want to do it yourself. You've got to want to come through the door first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So. But within that, one of the best things that you can do for your mental health is to help somebody. Yes. And I, and when you're feeling helpless and maybe yeah, depressed and you, your self-worth is something that you're questioning and so on, you maybe don't feel in a position to help somebody. But one of the special things I observe about Andy's Man Club is it goes beyond this call to action of let's talk about mental health what you're actually doing is let's listen to mental yep. health and i can speak from personal experiences on this as well i'm happy to talk about mental health my own mental health but i can really tell when somebody wants to listen and when they don't and if they don't want to listen all that does is make me feel even worse about it because it's like well i tried to reach out to somebody and they were like oh my god what's john doing here this isn't what he normally does let's talk about football or let's have a beer and let's have a laugh and something like that as well but you guys have a culture of listening before speaking Yes, we do. And that's really important. And we have we have a set of gram rules before we start. And we talk about it's as important to listen as it is to talk and to give the guy with the ball respect, especially a guy who it's the first week through the door because if they can't speak and express themselves the first week, they may never come back again. So we do, um, one of our gram rules is, when somebody's got that ball, you do respect that person talking. And it, even lads have said in the past, when they've talked, they haven't really listened properly. They've been thinking about their answer as well before they listen. But with Andy's Man Club, they do listen mm. and they do observe what somebody else is going through. And I think that's what really helps them. And we, we say, if you want to join in the conversation, just politely put your hand up. But we try not to get too much in conversation because we like everybody to share. And if there's 20 guys in that room, but the discussions and the laughter we get, because we do we do start off with a couple of um, questions that promote conversation. But then we finish off with a few jollies and it's great. Especially the one question we do ask is question three is anything to get off your chest. That's where you get the big shares and you get the big tears and... They, they, it does get deep there, but that's their chance to get the big shares out the way. 
and then we start then the next question could be what's your favourite music when was the last time you had a belly laugh and so we do mix it up and first question is one positive reason why you're here like you said earlier my positive reason to open them doors on a Monday night is because me helping them guys get in through the door helps me Hmm. and because I'm still on a journey I still have up and down days, but they're few and far between now because I'm so busy and I, I don't get a chance to sit. And sometimes I think, I just want a day off where I can just sit and do nothing. But if I sit and do nothing, I'm my hand's twiddling and I, I want to get well, up and do something. Are you the same? We've discussed this before on your yeah. podcast. I think, Paul, you've found your purpose and, and, and maybe in the, the midsection of your, your life that you found that purpose as well. But when you found something that... You feel like you, you're good at, um, that you're passionate about, and it's just like your, your reason for being. Of course you're going to be wanting to be doing that. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like it's an important thing that you, you should be doing. You don't, you don't want to find yourself in a position as I've done in the past where you sat there trying to relax, going, I shouldn't be relaxing because I should be doing this as well. That's maybe going yeah. a little bit too far. But that's just how passion works, isn't it? Well, I believe so. Um, like I touched on earlier, I got made redundant after 31 years. I was a production manager. And it was September the 2nd I walked out of um, Smales. And I've never been so busy. I'm the busiest unemployed person um, in Hull, I believe. Um, going into companies, talking about mental health, mm. uh, meeting HR. We only managed to just about squeeze you in here as well between this and inspirational talks in schools as well. So Yes, uh, <laughs> um, so hopefully that's coming to fruition in the new year, which hopefully I can come back on and talk about in the new year. I just can't yet, but it's very close to being announced what I'm going to be doing. You're an expert communicator, you, Paul, as well. I was not going to want to know what's happening next now. Yes. You've got us on tenterhooks. Yep, so... Hopefully in the new year, um, we're going to cause a ruck in the town about regarding mental health. And that'll be great because we've been passionate. We've we've worked a lot with the NHS over the last year or so. Um, we've worked a lot with um, the big companies in the city, uh, with Siemens, Smith & Nephews, Arco, Ricketts. So we're going to go back into there and we're going to tap into... HR, people in the city, um, Victoria Plum, they're, they're all advocates trying to um, promote mental health within their companies. So you, you are pushing on open doors there? We are pushing on open doors. And I've been doing that when I was working at my last job. I'd go, I'd start work at four in the morning, leave at one, go home, get a quick shower, leave and then go and do talks in these companies, which I absolutely love. And I think that's where, because I got made redundant in September, I wasn't really sad. It's something that I've wanted to do for 16 months, and I've been working hard for 16 months on mental health in the city and trying to make a difference. And I think that's where Andy's Man Club's been great. It's given me a platform to to go out and meet different companies. And I think I'm 50 years of age now, but it's only now that I know what I really want to do in life. Mm. I want to help people. I want to make a difference in the town. And hopefully in the new year, um, we'll go out and do that. Okay, so you're talking with businesses. You've got a message that you're going to be extending in the new year. Yes. I genuinely don't know about, so I'm not being elusive there as well. Just in summary, what are the what are the key messages that you're out sharing at the moment when it comes to mental health? We're just going out and breaking the stigma. We want people to talk about mental health. Um 
not just guys. Um, we've got the ladies in Hull now who are promoting uh, mental health. Um, the First Ladies Club, which it's a great title by the yeah, way. Yeah, which my wife Kim and Zoe Leon's wife started um, about a year ago, and that was really on the back of my wife supported me through my mental ill health, so they started it up. So the wives and girlfriends from the men who went to Andy's Man Club could go to the First Ladies Club and they could share how they was dealing with their husbands. But then they've got ladies who are going, who's suffering themselves now. And they get 20-odd women every Wednesday night. They do theirs on a Wednesday, same building at Galton Street. And the wife comes home, she's buzzing because they've met a new circle of friends. And there's women there who ain't got a friend in the world. And she just te- they've just turned up and now they've got 20 friends. And I think that's fantastic. And that, like I say, that's been going for a year now. And I think that's a, a great message. But I still think there's a massive gap on in the city for under-18s, male and female. And hopefully um, next year, I think all will be included in mental health discussions, going out and talking about mental health, breaking the stigma. I think it's the stigma's getting broken now, but we are at a... Hull is the second highest with mental health issues in Yorkshire and the sixth in the UK. So we're right up there with 40% um, bigger statistics than anywhere else. But is I always think we had a, we had a two-year low and then we've... Um, the statistics have grown but I think that's because people are talking people are reporting it mm. people are coming out and saying it I'm always cup half full mm. at the so that's that's what I'm hoping but women's um, mental health issues um, it's the highest for three decades mm. well, well I mean that's why I think Paul it's the next stage of the evolution of this is which yep. we've had as I mentioned earlier we've had 10 years of progress we've had the time to talk campaign which I've been involved in so for the past decade now and I think talking is is a lot of the stigma is broken down we, we've done that it's the then what and that's why I think why I ask you so many questions about listening because I feel that's the next step of education it's the now we're talking about this what are we going to do about it and I feel that that's that's where we have to head towards I think I think you're right and I believe that a lot of companies have put mental health first aid people in the company's I was one at my company, but what did the companies do with it, right? I was trained up, the company never promoted anything. I was just, I think it was a box ticked. You was right when you say, what's next? Yeah. That If you go into the company, you've got these mental health first aid trainers in, what next? I was a production manager and I had people come to me in my office with mental ill health, men and female, but that wasn't because... I was the mental health first aider at Smales. That was because I was Paul from Andy's Man Club. And they used to come in my office and we used to have a chat and I'd sit and listen to their issues and their problems and it was all in confidence in my office. So I used to I used to get probably a dozen people come to me and offload and have a chat. HI used to say... I've heard people have come to you, Paul. Obviously, I didn't say anything because we work on Chatham House rules. Whatever said in my office stayed there. And that gives staff confidence to come and speak to me because I knew if the sports meet didn't go any further. But that wasn't because I was the mental health first aid on site. That was because I was Paul Longley and what I did 
out of work. And I think it needs companies to listen to. People like Andy's Man Club, people like myself who go out there and start promoting and not just tick a box. What are you going to do next? What what's the ne- How are you going to promote it? How are you going to keep um, staff well? Because at the end of the day, that stops staff being off. It creates better pr- uh, productivity. It creates better atmosphere in the workplace. So everybody there's benefits. No, there's just no downside to I, it, really. I th- no, yeah. and I believe um, the statistics I got the other day, for every pound that a company spends on mental health, they get £9 back in more productivity. And I I hope them um, statistics are correct, but I, <laughs> I, I read them the other day. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, long over 10 years ago we worked with Dame Carol Black and we, we actually developed the employer national resource Eskimo. Yep. so our first experience in health was working in mental health as well there were a lot of those statistics I never quite knew where they came from but they all sounded really, <laughs> sounded well, really I, positive I, I thought me. that was very positive yeah and I was hoping that is correct because yeah, yeah. that'll mean more oh, no, companies will get just, on board yeah just just for sake of clarity I'm not doubting those statistics I just don't know how they were calculated but, yeah. but it, I mean it just makes sense there's no downside to it as well because if you've got somebody who's experiencing mental mental ill health it doesn't just affect them it affects everybody within there as well and that who knows how that impacts upon your productivity and also their mental health i believe um i was at a conference last week and in hull last year 120 people took their own life and for each person it affects 135 people so that was roughly about 16,000 people affected last year through people taking a life by suicide. Now that's that's astronomical figures, and we just need to start breaking them stigmas, um, creating places where people can go and talk, creating somewhere where children can talk and youth. I mean, because they're all under pressure through exams and even social media. People are taught how to use social media. They're just giving a phone out there and say, "Off you go." Um, I've learnt some new things on my phone this week through business, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it's fantastic. We need to uh, we need to start talking. We need to start listening, and we need to start acting. Excellent. Well, you're certainly doing a lot of those things at the moment, Paul. So thank you very much for joining me for no this problem. discussion. I may well take you up on your offer to uh, have you back in the new year to find out these new exciting developments. But in the meantime, thank you ever so much, Paul. Thank you. I'm grateful for Paul Longley for his time with us and for all he does to help with positive mental health. Andy's Man Club runs every Monday evening in Hull and all men are welcome. Just search for Andy's Man Club on Google or social media. If you have been affected by any of the issues discussed in this podcast, please do not keep them to yourself. Talk. Whether that's someone you know, a service, a support number or a group, there are people willing to listen. This has been the Socially Good Podcast. I've been John Gilbert of Eskimo Soup. If you have enjoyed our discussion, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.